ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Quad City sports fans of all ages. Nacho Radio and Bar Wars Trivia is proud to present to you the best Quad City sports podcast in the world. With the bod who runs a pod, T-Roy. Hi. The heartbreak kid, Chris Michaels. <laughs> the OG on the marquee, Jaybird. And the cat who runs a chat with the stats, stat man, Surge. We are Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. We're not a Quad City Sports Podcast. We're not the Quad City Sports Podcast. We are your Quad City Sports Podcast. It's Tuesday, July 24th, 2018. We have Chris back in the Hassle Palace. He's going to talk to us about his uh, World Series of Poker experience. If you guys remember, we had him on before he went, uh, answering your questions and telling us how he got to uh, got into the World Series of Poker. So we're going to hear all about his experience there. But you know, first, we're here to talk about some sports. T-Ray, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> well, everyone's everyone's excited to hear. How'd your uh, the new sticks go last night at the? Well, the uh, uh, Jason and I won the match. We shot uh, two under our handicap, and uh, yeah, I mean, a couple holes, put it within two feet myself, and then I let uh, Jay Money put it in. You know, he got a, he's got the flat stick. So yeah, we rocked it. What does that mean? He's got the flat stick again. It's you've the got putter, putter. You've flat got, sticks. You've putter. got the flat bill. He's got the flat sticks. Correct. That should be like a rap song between you two. I'll bring the flat You'd bill. Be amazed the things we do when we're on the golf course together. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I love him. The uh, had the driver working pretty well. A few holes off on a couple, but that's why I got a partner. Jay Money was just pounding his driver yesterday, just crushing it. Who'd you guys beat? A couple girls. <laughs> it's handicapped, all right. It's handicapped. That's great. Um, Troy, what kind of underpants do you have on today? Well, you oh, know what? We it's funny that you bring that up, Serge. Get out of the way, Jay. Yeah. Uh, Jay, guess what I'm wearing today? You're not. I'm not. Oh, oh, I knew it. Went, I uh, known I'm wearing that. white shorts, <laughs> that man. That makes me weird for knowing that. <laughs> I shouldn't have known that. No, you ruined his fun, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not ruined. I'm still having fun with it. <laughs> Chris, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Glad to be back home. My cats miss me. Your cats miss you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just dipping in some things around the you know the sports world. Uh, I know it came out yesterday, but we didn't talk about it. Uh, Brady, uh, Reef, the defense tackle, Iowa. Did you hear about this, T-Rex? Uh, I did not. We got a public intox. Oh, no. Did over the ever? weekend. And uh, according to the Cedar Rapids Gazette, he uh, he mistaked a Iowa City police car for an Uber. When asked by the police officer, why are you trying to get in the back of the car, he said, I thought that was our job. So the police officer gave him a breathalyzer. He had a point two two point, oh four. Yeah, point two oh four, And he had a public intox, he, and drunk. he spent Sunday morning, late Saturday night, Sunday morning in jail. So what are they going to suspend him again? One game. Mm, is that what they said? Yep, one game. I didn't figure that media France. day they weren't going to say anything fair. It said one game. Yep. Okay. Let's well, iron this that's out. That's pretty much the worst that Iowa athletes do. They get drunk. But this time he was calling an Uber. Lately. Lately. <laughs> lately. How about that lately? This time he was calling an Uber. He's made a dumb decision. Is he old enough to the, drink? Yes. yes He's 22. He 22. Yeah. So can the, honestly, like... Can the cop turn his head and just be like, here comes your Uber. Get, get out of here, kid. Does he have to? Do, do they have to? Uh, this day and age with dash cams, body cams, 
everything, the second they have interaction with you, if you do something like that, they they almost they're under obligation to just turn it in. So they, they, it's not the old days where you can just say, ah, let me give you a ride home. No, they can't do that anymore. My question is. It's hard to second guess the boys in blue on some of this stuff because it's not an easy job. You know what I'm saying? You, it, it, yeah, we're hearing the vanilla portion of it. What Was he stumbling? Was I mean, obviously he was pretty drunk. You can tell by the alcohol levels in his body. Um. I mean, if it was an unmarked police car, I guess I could explain how he'd mistake it for a for an Uber. But <laughs> was it unmarked? Did they say? I, it doesn't. You know, at the same it. time, it, 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 you know, to to what Serge says, if he does turn a blind eye, and then someone else is watching, well, he just did that to favor the athlete. Yeah, he. It's a tough job as a, as a cop to 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 deal with that. I mean, would I personally like to see him turn a blind eye to it and just say, "Hey, man, get home." Yes, I, I think that. Well, and it sounds. It, I right, think in any other town already, in America, they don't worry about public intoxes as much as they do in Iowa it City. It already mm-hmm. sounds like he's downplaying it. Well, yeah. When he said, "Oh, he just said, oh, you're not an Uber. Uh, isn't this your job?" No, he said, "That's our job." He said, "Why are you trying to get into the back of my car?" Right. He said, That's, "I thought that was our job, meaning as the customer, right. my job is to get in the back." Right. Yeah. You know that's downplayed already. You know he said something way worse. <laughs> well, yeah. It's I, possible. Yeah, that's true. It, it's very possible that he uh, said something the cops now covering for him. He's like, I don't you know job. who I am? Don't you know? Yeah. Usually, usually they reserve, uh, I would say this, uh, uh, any other city in, in Iowa, the, the cops reserve the public intox <laughs> to throw at you if you're being completely belligerent. Yeah, yeah. True, and I would true. say in Iowa City, they'd like to throw it around. <laughs> Helps, helps pay for roads and stuff. I, I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? What, whatever. I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and beat the cop up over uh, it. TK has a great point here. If we lose the game, then we bash the cop. <laughs> Depends on if we lose the game or not. If we lose to Northern <laughs> Illinois, then right. we're going to be bashing more than the cop. Right. <laughs> no. I like that. I think this is a totally epic fail, though. Like, epic fail. Like, you think it's a, a cab. I mean, how lit right. are you? How lit are right. you, dude? Like, how lit are you <laughs> to try to get into a squad car when you get a cap? Almost four times over the legal limit. Yeah. Or three times. Three, three times. times. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half times. So, yeah, I, he's, he's pretty lit. So. <laughs> it's so bad. His brother got a DUI, too, right, or something? Yes. Yeah, there was something on Twitter. It was like, good to know as, as times change, the, the Reefs are still drinking in Iowa City. So, yeah. So, other news. What, what, what are you watching over there? <laughs> He's watching himself. <laughs> CBS Sports is reporting that uh, Des Bryant is is uh, making his list smaller and smaller. Well, is actually, he? it's according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. His list. Yeah, it's it's getting real small. He wants to be a team that, that can win right away. So it's contenders only for Des Bryant. Is it? Yeah. Good luck, Des. So uh, Patriots are always on the table. Uh, sure they are. I think that's a good fit, actually. Uh, Eagles don't really need him. Uh, and now if the Falcons get fed up with uh, Julio Jones, who knows? Um, They're not getting fed up with Julio no. Jones to take Des. That's just what this article's saying. You know, yeah. who, who knows where he's going to end up, though? 
He'll end up with the he'll end up with the Patriots, and then Chip will have a Des Bryant jersey the next day. Shouldn't <laughs> he? Um, let's see the. Uh, Turn your volume it's off. Turn the volume. I've been trying. I'm trying. There, <laughs> dude. Uh, other things. I mean, I mean who, uh, he, here's what was. I'm on. sorry. He's not getting. Oh, he's such a ding dong. I know. So here's glad. here's what was so on. So glad he's not in Dallas. And, and the majority of the morning was just built. I mean, the Big Ten media day, which is good because you can start. You can have uh, clips of all the, what down. the coaches are saying or whatever else. And um, uh, Ference went on at eight this morning. So, obviously, he probably didn't have a lot to say. Uh, I know Steve Dockerman was talking about how uh, he wanted to have a word count, see who had the most between Paul Christ and P.J. Fleck. So, obviously, they're the ones that talk a lot. But, you know, Ference isn't going to say too much. But there was a lot of uh, praise for him yesterday from the other coaches, which is great, you know, how, you know, going on 20 years and everything else. Uh, early media day, I mean, everyone else at uh, Rosso on Twitter looked like he was having fun up there. Uh, same thing with Kurt, So Yeah. It's going to be – it's funny to see all the things that come back out of there, and, and we get to hear from them when they come back. But as far as, like, sports goes, there's not much because the entire morning, for some reason, was based around uh, Gary Sanchez and his lack of hustle on all the sports <laughs> this morning, which I could care less about New York Yankee, but – We're in the we're in the dog days of summer, Jim. I know, I know. Well, that's why we have things like uh, divisional power rankings that we can talk about, and we have some guy predicting everything else. But did you see Gary Sanchez at all? No. He cost him two runs last night, basically. He lost by one run. First time is he didn't uh, hustle after a uh, wild pitch. It was pass ball wild pitch. It's, it's weird how after the Cubs get waxed, how there's not much to talk about the next day. Well, there is a lot to talk about. We can't. What do you talk, mean, we we can't talk about that real quick because I want to. <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk about that. Just oh, talk about it, man. Be, six Cubs, runs isn't wax. Cubs can win like two one over like the Royals or something. And all of a sudden, it's like uh, man, the Cubs are hot. They're on fire. They get waxed by the Diamondbacks. Wax. Waxed. It was. It was a six run lead. From this, what, from what do you do? You think every time I come in here, I talk Cubs not, when they win? You, oh, all right, well, calm down. It's not a personal. You calm it down. You not, don't tell me to calm it down. You calm it down. All the Cub fans. <laughs> well, Anderson thinks I am. No, but like the second, but the, the second, all of a sudden, like, oh, nobody's talking about this today. No, they got smoked from the get go. It was hilarious. I'm kind of. Yeah, it was real funny. I don't funny. know what side of the fence I'm on over this. Uh, look how much fun they're having. They're having Rizzo yes, throw and thank you. such and such else throw again because that was a six-run lead. That's it. That's all it was. I mean, you can they put together six runs before in an inning. Twins won and the Sox won yesterday. It's the same. The Royals won, <laughs> right? I mean, the Tigers won nine to five. Uh, no, T- no, it's five T- four. Roy covered his five four in the ninth top of the ninth. They covered. Lucky duck. Yeah, so Did you, you watch any of that? Did you yeah, watch any? I don't know where I fall on this. The Cubs are just having fun out there, and Rizzo gets to throw, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Christian Cavalieri got to throw again. Schwerber lost some weight. Schwerber lost weight, but I don't know where I fall on this. Like when they're when they're getting beat by you know double digits, I'm fine with that. You know, you have someone in the fielder. My my whole point is, this one loss does not matter. It's not that big of a deal, but they. They celebrate their wins like it's the like second coming of Christ. And all of a sudden, the second they lose, then all of a sudden nobody wants to talk I guess about I'm it. not – you must be seeing things I don't see. Because, uh, I, 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 I mean, w- 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 what station celebrates – The general public. Not a station. All right. All right. Well, I, all right. I don't. I mean, uh, I, I they just, win a game, I, they win I a game. every day. They win I, a game, I, they win a game. Right. Thank you. That's, that's the right attitude. But, yeah. 
man. I see so many people. As long as, as long as the Cardinals lose and Jason Anderson like falls down and hurts his knee that's, at hold some on, point that, today. That's a different story altogether oh, all because right. of that, that, uh, that Ponce de Leon, if I down, Ponce de Leon or whatever, the guy who came back after, you know, getting uh, hit with a line drive and suffering, you know, a fractured skull. And then he threw seven innings of no-hit ball, and the Cardinals' bullpen blew the win for him. Oh, did they? Yeah. And he, I think he just came off a one-hitter in AAA before being called up. Seems Ponce de Leon. Something like isn't that. He, isn't that a famous explorer? Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just want Anderson to get hurt. So I don't that's want Ponce I mean, de Leon to That was a good story in St. Louis. The thing about when you're saying every game, it's just one game or whatever else, it doesn't matter to the Yankees because they're in, they're in the battle for the AL East. Right. And the other thing that's crazy about this story is Gary Sanchez not hustling. And then the bases were loaded with two outs, okay? And he hits a ball up the middle. And he, does, he thinks it's just going to be a 6-4 put out, right? But the guy hustles the second, and he just lollygags out of the, the batter's box. Once he sees that the guy's safe at second, he has to bust ass down the first baseline, and he's out. When they ta- show these two things, when he's not hustling, a guy scores from second on the pass ball that he can't get to because he doesn't hustle after it. And when he threw it, he actually threw what would be a soft grounder to, to the pitcher's mound. He doesn't even make it to home plate. So there's one run, and then it costs him another one to tie the game. The thing that's crazy when they do all these highlights and everything else is they keep referring to Billy Martin wouldn't put up with that, and they're making a reference that does not strike anybody under the age of 30. Isn't Billy Martin dead? Yes. Cross him off. I'd like to be like, Billy Martin wouldn't put up with it. Can't you find another manager that's like semi-old school that makes you hustle it? Like, Billy Martin is your only reference? Who's, who is referencing Billy Martin? Ever. Someone have a VHS tape they put in to watch? I don't know. But they, because Aaron Boone was just kind of like, well, I have to see the tape. Yeah, for it. And he said he, he could have hustled more. But they're trying to say it's a new era of manager where it's a relationship between the uh, player and the coach that they kind of both are 50 50. I, I don't know what that means. Because like, obviously the coach isn't a player. So I don't know. I guess you just got to, because these contracts, maybe you have to coddle to them. I have no idea. You can't just. Well, if I was drag Gary Sanchez, I'd worry about my batting average more than. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. He's if having he's, a terrible year. Well, he's, he just came off a groin injury, but well, I don't. Maybe know that's why he couldn't hustle. He shouldn't be starting. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey Anderson, he, how's your groin? The same thing. Uh, the brother-in-law is saying that right now. Yeah, the players' coach is working out great here in DC. You know, obviously it's not with Davey Martinez. Yeah. Um, because Chris is here, I wanted to talk to him about something that happened last week and that we didn't get to talk about. And it, it came out right around um, ex- not ex- uh, was it Extreme Rules. No, what was the last pay per view? It doesn't matter. It don't matter. The WWE have announced. It actually was extreme rules. Okay, the WWE has announced that it's um, that Hulk Hogan is no longer suspended from the WWE. So if he's he's recognized again, which is ridiculous. Obviously, if you don't know the story, three years ago it came a tape got leaked out in his sex tape, but it got leaked out that he um, said the N word multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, a tape from, uh, no, this is from like eight years ago. Well, five years, eight years ago. It's from a long time ago. Eight years ago when the tape, when he said this stuff. Right, right. All right. So he drops the N-word quite a bit. He starts off with saying, maybe I'm a racist in it. Um, Great way to start anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, obviously, when he retracted everything he said, this was three years ago. He said, eight years ago, I used offensive language during a conversation. It was unacceptable for me to use that offensive language. There's no excuse for it. He also went on to say three years ago that 
that's the way he talks in his neighborhood where he grew up. Which, that's not the way, Terry, that you talked in your neighborhood where you grew up at all. Um, in front of the locker room, they said they were going to reinstate him. They don't know in what capacity. He did not say hardly any. He basically kind of was more defending that he was being taped and he didn't know he was being taped. He hasn't really done much to come out to show that much remorse. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. take sensitivity classes? No. That's no, what you need so. to do these days, Jay. But, right. Chris, you're a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan. What's your thoughts on this? Well, first off, in the state of wrestling in the WWE locker room, there are more African-American wrestlers now today than there ever has been. So, first off, I mean, it's a little bit different, too, because, I mean, back in the day you had, like, Coco Beware and the Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. But now you just have, you know – 10 or 15, you know, black wrestlers. So it's going to be way more sensitive. Uh, the second thought is it's, it's Hulk freaking Hogan. So if he was some jabroni that wasn't a Hall of Famer, probably would have a lifetime ban. But since he's marketable, Vince can make money off him. You know, I think it's a total, you know, marketing money thing. So I just don't, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They can't really just trot him out there in the red and black. They can use him for Legends appearances, maybe. They tried to scrub him from the WWE Network, which is impossible. Yeah. Um, they basically tried it from the website. I think they, they got rid of his name, but he's just being reinstated there. So I think you might have a point that if it's just anybody, some, some regular jobber, if it was uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, yes. then it wouldn't be an issue. But because he's my favorite. Was he? Steve Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> so if, he, uh, if there was anybody, if it's, it's, it's Hulk Hogan. It's, it's hard to do. But he... He probably needs to do more. I know you said that the New Day made a statement, right? Yeah, they, they made a statement. They weren't going to talk to him. They weren't going to deal with him. So they re- they recognize his influence on the sport, the sports entertainment world, but they're not going to really um, until they see anything that's real. Embrace him. Yes, yeah. uh, I think Titus kind of said the same thing, and um, in a podcast, um, I forget his name already. The guy that uh, helps out Carmelo, his little or little uh, man guy. Oh, he, James Ellsworth? Yeah, James yeah. Ellsworth said that in the, the speech in locker room when he talked that it really wasn't very remorseful at all. It's just more he's mad that he got caught. And the worst part is, too, for those African-American wrestlers, is they're so, like, expendable, right? So, I mean, if they do speak up too much, I mean, they, they can just go. You know what I mean? Vince can just let one go and put somebody else in a spot. So I think for them it's a really tough situation. Yes. Sure. Um. Which made it weird last night. Want to know who added me on Facebook yesterday? Who? Seth Rollins. He did? Uh (laughs) No kidding? Randomly. While while I was at work yesterday. Is it really him? Or are you getting catfished? Right, Um, right. No, it was was Colby Lopez, Seth Rollins, in in parentheses. Does he have a blue check mark? Um, It's catfish. No, we we do have mutual friends. Like, my wife actually knows him. Yeah. Better than I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It says WWE Raw underneath it. It's kind of cool. I'm always interested to look at the list of... Um, I declined it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're too big for him. WWE yeah. champions, WWE, WWF, WWE champions, and how many are African American? Or have been? Oh, gosh. Oh, Ron, well, not less, WWE. Ron, well, The less, Rock, less, less probably, right? The Rock. Ron Rock's, Simmons was, but that was WWE. The Rock's not African American, though. The Rock's Samoan. Samoan. Right. Is he full Samoan? No, he's got he's, no. He's got he's, he's a mix of Samoan. No, he's got African American. But if we're the Rock is the only one, yeah. guys. Ron Simmons in WCW. Was he the was. First. He was the very first yeah. one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. 
Booker T. Seriously, guys. Oh, Booker T. Didn't, didn't he win? Uh, he won the WC. He that would not the not would be the considered the universal. Yeah. He won the uh, the world one that come over came over from WC. What about Tito, you know how many Tito Santana? Five was an intercontinental title time. holder. Tito Santana wasn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're, you know what's sad is Tito Santana is like 95 and he's still wrestling in the independent circuit right now. Just YouTube it. It's. I bet not, you he look, It's not good. No, it's I not was going to say, but she looks good. Uh, you can argue. Does gender, he still say Ariba? Jinder Mahal, mm-hmm. but he's Canadian. Uh, Roman what, Reigns what has mean? Samoan. What does that matter? I'm just saying. He, although they say he's from India. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's from. Seriously, it's just The Rock. That's it. Yeah. In, in the history of the WWE, mm-hmm. just because he's Canadian doesn't mean that he's not of Indian descent, Jay. He's not. He's just really Dan. <laughs> not of Indian. Just because his name is Jinder Mahal, that's not his real name. Okay, that's why I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just like Nikita Koloff's not Russian. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, but he, 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 that's how much KFAB. What about the uh, oh, What about the Iron Sheik? Yes, you, you nailed it. He is definitely from Iran, one hundred percent. He is. Yes. Well, yeah. then he counts. Yeah. Okay, if, uh, he was yeah, champion, but, but not Af- I'm just saying, not African American. If If you guys have an extra twenty minutes today, if you go on YouTube and type in Iron Sheik Howard Stern, you can thank me later. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. You're gonna, you'll cry. It's that, it's that good. I, I remember when Twitter. he came up to uh, Waterloo and wrestled at McElroy Auditorium when they had a wrestling up there, mm-hmm. and they had him on there, and he kept calling it McElroy, but it's McElroy. Well, he. That's how I. Not only did my parents, obviously, your parents, like this is ridiculous, this is fake or whatever else, but this is when I realized that it, these guys like travel together and they're friends. Hacksaw Jim Duggan and him got arrested for smoking pot here in Davenport. Oh. <laughs> Back in like eighty five, eighty forty five. Well, yeah, he was up there. He's like, and I come up here and I wrestle at the home of the famous Dan Gable, the greatest wrestler of all time. He referenced him yeah. in the thing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, he loves it. Um, so, did you guys know that the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame is actually in Waterloo? Yes, yes. We've, uh, we've met the uh, curator. Yeah, Kyle Klingerman. And actually, the the their Hall this of Fame weekend. is this weekend. Yep, this weekend. And I can't make You're it up. Talking there. Hawkeyes on ESPN. Uh, the Hart family is going in. Yeah, they're talking about the same thing. Uh, the Hart family's going in. Oh, Owen Hart's going in their Hall of Fame. Very cool. Um, so, and a couple other people. Kyle got a hold of me, and I can't go up there. It's, uh, wife's out of town. So, I, I used to um, be a radio DJ in Waterloo, mm-hmm. and there's a sub shop like across the street from where we work at. And sub I was sitting City? there. Yep. Yeah, sub City. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's right across yeah, from Tuxedo. The best, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sub City. And so I'm sitting there eating. All of a sudden, Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump's big butt, just comes walking in there to eat a sandwich. I'm like, holy cow. Nice. You're gigantic. You're just like <laughs> Did you rock one away? Uh, I was on the country station. Yeah, yeah I where we are. Yeah. So. Uh, any, have you Certainly run any other wrestlers that outside of like a, 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 an event? Club. Well, <laughs> Seth at like La Sagava is like yeah. randomly, but um, that'd probably be about it. Randomly. And then this weekend you went to an SCW show. I did, I did. Um, your boy Sensei Bach, that dude's hilarious. Who's, he, I, who's his protege? I thought he got that, a new guy. Oh, he got a new guy. Okay. Um, so I was talking to you before we went on the air. Like I've I've been going to shows for like maybe ten years. Not like every show, you know, but a couple of year. And since the Black and the Brave, the, the matches are unbelievable. Like, the athleticism, the moves they do. And this is like hardwood floors they're falling on, right? They're just sacrificing their body. It's just insane. It's so good. Like, the action for being a little local promotion is, like, unbelievably good. So, Well, I, I think Sensei Bach should be the champion. I'm just going to say that out there. If Merrick's listening, whatever you got to do, bow to your Sensei. So I made a bet with Merrick over the weekend over Twitter. Yeah. Because remember when Buster Olney, I told you this yesterday, Buster Olney said that there's like a 99.36% chance that 
the Indians win the division. So I subtweeted it to him, and I was like, are you going to turn Shawn Michaels' barbershop and kick the Indians through the window when they blow this? And he said, do you want to make a wager? And I said, I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. He said, come on. He said, <laughs> if, if I win, you have to have an SCW week where you, hold, you have a, a guy from SCW on every day. And um, if, if I win myself, the Twins win the division or Indians blow it, he'll wear a twin shirt every day of the week. Whatever else, I don't care. But I said, throw in a guest commentary, and you, you've got a deal. So we got a poll for the Indians to blow this. Well, why didn't you like negotiate like me like being able to announce? I'm gonna a, a that's, show that's what I'm gonna do. Then I'm gonna parlay that into yeah. you and anou- yeah, yeah. Yes. We gotta get we gotta get this going. Eventually, when when we get a little bit uh, going, we're gonna like we're gonna find so that we're announced in there, and someone says, and those jabronis dude, on the radio. Since they box, gonna give you a, a kick in the head. That's what your, your things gonna be. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take it. Perfect. But no, we, we we've like I was telling you after yeah, we've been to about and then, four and shows. And then you start and wrestling, Jay, and then you show him how to. You come in as the grappler, and he's the sensei trying to get you with the karate. And then so, I get a take, yeah, yeah, it's kind of get a takedown on him, and then he loses yeah, his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. These are things we need. Merit and then to I talk have about. to come in and I have to turn on sensei and save you because like he's cheating. My feelings for has been writing this out. Yeah, well, the thing is, Merrick, no, it's just all going through my head right now. When Merrick comes on, Merrick doesn't like to play. You know what you should do with us. We oh, think no. we have great ideas, and he yeah, just he says, poo-poos yeah, everything. Yeah. We do. <laughs> no, he always goes right <laughs> as he should. Yeah, if I remember, I didn't do very well in the fantasy uh, draft on the uh, mm. on the playoffs. So he should, he owes us. He's a big fantasy football guy. Did we ask this last time you play fantasy football? Oh, dude, it's like my religion, man. But, oh, that's right. You have a big high oh, stake one. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I play, but I, I have too much ADHD, so I try to limit myself to like five leagues. Because if I get more than that, it's just like, man, I'm going to neglect one of them somehow, and I'm just not going to be able to get the players I want, you know, on free agency lists and stuff. So, uh, so are you going to still do the high, the, the, the high stakes one? I if mean, we, yours is, if yours we can is, get explain, 10. Explain, explain what you want to do. Like the whole, the whole thing. So uh, we're looking at doing maybe a thousand dollar buy-in. So we do like you know X amount for first, second, and third, and then have the waitress on draft day pick out a random one thousand uh, dollar winner, just like whoever like the draft spots will just pick a number, and somebody gets their their money back that day. So PPR ten team league, pretty standard. We wouldn't touch the money. Of course, it goes into league yeah, safe. Yeah, but it's, league so, that, so one out of ten gets their money back that day. Yeah, that day. Like, yeah, the waitress would just pick, and then like the points leader for the league, we get a thousand dollars. So that's interesting. Be like five, two, one, one, one. And then um, speaking of gambling, explain the um, the bet that you have that you you wrote in and you also put it on. Uh, Facebook about uh, the Big Ten West, how to how to make. Money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look at the teams, right, and you guys are pretty smart, you break them down. Nebraska or Northwestern lost a ton, right? They lost a ton of talent last year, so I don't think there's any way they can win. Um, you know, Illinois is terrible, whatever. So um, basically, Bodog has Wisconsin as uh, four to nine, so you have to bet ninety bucks to win forty bucks, which is pretty, I mean, that's a pretty big favorite, but they do have Iowa and Nebraska at 10 to 1. So you bet 10 bucks, you win 100. So if you bet... You're, you commented this in. Yeah, yeah I commented this in. Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. So basically, um, if you bet the 90 bucks on Wisconsin, they win. You win 40 bucks. But if you parlay that 
and you put 20 on Iowa and 20 on Nebraska, now you can win 200 on each of those, right? But if they don't win and Wisconsin wins, you still break even because they have 40 right. bucks, right? You win 40 bucks. So if Nebraska or Iowa does win, you're out the 90 bucks on Wisconsin, you're out the 20 bucks on either Nebraska or Iowa, but you're up 200 because you win that bet. Right. So you're still up like 90 bucks. So basically, unless some by the grace of crazy things happen and Northwestern wins the, the right. division, I think it's like a no-brainer bet if you have like a couple hundred bucks to, right. to bet or 130 so bucks. So you're basically bet. just betting on you're betting on um, Nebraska and Iowa, mm-hmm. but you're hedging it with the favorite. Yep, you're hedging it with Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I can't put any money on Nebraska. Refuse <laughs> to. Fuse to. Their schedule's pretty tough too, right? So, I mean, I don't think they're going to win it, but... I mean, I think those are the only three teams that could, right? So, mm-hmm. ninety nine to four is is a huge yeah, favorite. Odds and bets and yeah. scores. T. Roy, what are you going to look out, up to? WNBA, uh, MLB. <laughs> who, who's playing the Mets? I thought you would want to ride this Royals train no. uh, personally, uh, but okay. Right now and then, I throw a curve uh, at you. Your tires. Covered late for you. I'm just saying. And and I almost group because we were texting last night. I almost group text against and said, "Well, there goes T Roy's first bet," and I didn't. I'm like, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. And they came back and won anyway. So yeah. Um, you guys, Tiger scored three in the ninth, I believe. Yes, they did. (coughs) They're a great team. (laughs) Managed by uh, Ron Gardner. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So they play in a very tough division. You have Mets are favored at home. Against the Padres tonight. Ooh, that's terrible playing the Padres. Right. Uh, uh, Detroit, you could take Detroit over the Royals again, straight up. You can go early. The Braves are at Marlins. Uh, sorry, started. Oh, what the hell is a Marlins? Yeah, that's bottom of the third already. Sorry, I was looking who, at the. Who, who would you have taken? Braves. Yeah, they're down one to four. Let's see, that's why I don't. I'm not, I'm not speaking. <laughs> um, oh, who are the Angels playing? Mm. They lost yesterday, so they should win the next nine. <laughs> um, Angels, White Sox, yeah, actually, you can't bet that one. Uh, you want baseball? You want, I guess in WNBA. You can give up a run and a half. Who? Angels minus one and a half. You can give up Angels minus one and a half. Or you can go WNBA too, right? Yeah. Uh, my hot pick of the day for WNBA. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, Seattle Storm minus 10 or the Indiana Fever. What's wrong with the Indiana Fever? They got, like, did they take any ibuprofen? <laughs> no? All right. They have the, we've only won three, three out of 25 games fever. All right, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Storm <laughs> take then. Take the Storm minus 10. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Bet. I like that too. <laughs> Dear God, sure right. enough, the Mets, what is the Mets will be playing bet? the Padres. What I wanted to do is I wanted to bet the Mets, and then I was gonna, tomorrow I was going to bet the Padres, but I didn't know they were playing uh, each other. Yeah, right. Ace says uh, Mariners over the Giants. Uh, <laughs> Angels, Sox, and I, yeah. You're, you're taking WNBA. Seattle Storm. Um, it's a 6.05 game if you want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN Nueve. Oh. Yeah. Nueve? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, is Chris. That, is that nine? Tell us about your experience out there at the World Series of Poker. 
Sure. So um, I have played the World's Worst of Poker before, but not the main event. Of course, the main event's the big one. Um, you know, I get there pretty calm. Um, there's actually a website you can go and check out who's on your table and, you know, their, their background a little bit and stuff like that. So usually there's a few amateurs, a few pros. Um, I was pretty lucky. I got stuck with nine, well, eight pros and me. So it was a pretty fun first day. Um, I did learn uh, that the action is pretty slow on the first day because, I mean, you can't win a tournament on the first day. So that was pretty good for me. It helped me out because nobody was really trying to get out of pocket too much. Um, you play 10 hours, and then there's two and a half hours of break, so a 12 and a half hour day. Um, I did pretty good, actually, on the first break. I was a chip leader. I started out pretty, pretty hot. And then... Um, Throughout the day, there was one guy, uh, and I kept reading him perfectly. I don't know. I, don't, I forget what his name is. He's a foreign guy. And um, he rivered me five times, which means he hit the last card, you know, that we see. And he, he just kept rivering me. And, and finally, after like the fourth time, I said, man, so how many times are you going to river me? How many times are you going to get lucky? So throughout the day, I probably gave him like 60,000 in chips. He just kept getting lucky and kept getting lucky. What does he say to that? Does he, does, does he say anything? Does he, he didn't he say anything. He doesn't nope. acknowledge anything? No. Nope. Was he wearing anything. sunglasses? He was were, not. Were you there when the power went out? Oh, yeah. Um, so the fire alarm kept going off, right? Like multiple times every day. I don't know if there was some jackal pulling it or what was going on. Uh, but the power was never out when I was playing. I played day 1B. I'm not sure what day it went out. But the fire alarm did keep going off. So that was like the only hindrance, I guess. And ESPN did mention that. Um, but as far as my play goes, I felt pretty good. Um, towards the end of the day, about spades, and I was playing extremely tight the whole day, and so that's a hand that I might play, and I actually might even fold at some hand he played in pretty loosely, uh, raised it, and it folded around to me, so I called, and um, the flop comes 9-10 queen, rainbow flop, so three different suits, so I flopped the best hand, and so he checks it to me, and a lot of times people will check the best hand, but the range I had him on, he, he probably had a 9-10 or queen, and if he did, then he's going to call my bet, so I actually bet out on that. Um, sometimes when you have the best hand not to you, you don't. You just check it and slow play it. But at this point, I'm pretty sure he's, he's probably hit part of that. So um, I bet, and he actually raises me. And I, I could have went all in there, and maybe he folds, but I wanted more chip equity. So I just called. Also, that means if the board next hand, the next card, I might be able to get away from my hand. But a four comes out, so a meaningless card. So this guy actually shoves all into me. And he was fairly short stacked. I averaged a short stack at that point in time. And um, I ended up having 12,700 less chips than me. So the river, if he doesn't hit a 9 or 10, I'm immediately one of the top, like, two or three stacks on the table with an hour to go. And he hit his 9 for the full house, and it just crippled me. I was down to, like, 12,700 in chips, which was, like, 20 big blinds, which isn't a lot, actually, at that point. Um, so my best poker I played, actually, was going from 12,700 back up to 28,000 in the last 45 minutes. So um, I grinded it back up. I was never all in at any point there the first day, which was good. Um, I did go to day two. Um, if I would have won that hand, I'd have had over 100,000. And I'd have been uh, – in day two, I didn't let you know, you redraw. So you get different people. You're not on the same table. I ended up going in with 28,700 chips, and uh, I was the short stack. And so if I would have won that hand, I would have been like second or third going into that table. And when you're playing all pros and you have a small stack bluff too much, and so the second day I was like card dead for like the whole day. And I got you would shove it like 15 big lines, but I had nothing to shove with. And I woke up with king, queen of spades on the dealer button. I got it in, and the guy in the big blind had queens, and that was it. That was out. But I feel like I played good. That one hand pretty much dictated uh, the rest of my tournament for me, unfortunately. So how long did you last? 
So I lasted like three to four hours into day two, and you don't get paid till day three. From what I saw, there's 3,200 players left going into day two out of 7,800. And so I'm sure I lasted probably, you know, 400 or 500 players into that. So, you know, I probably took like 27, 2,800 or something out of 7,800, but only like the top 1,200 got paid. So I unfortunately did not cash. I watched all your stuff. uh, I thought you got a pretty good response out of everything. You think so? So I had like 23 people that bought into me, and I was in a private chat with them, you know, and um, they actually said they were all happy with me, and they would all, you know, back me again. They thought I played good. So I mean, I I think you did what you could from from what I heard, what you what you told as it was happening. It seems like you kind of got bullied by some of the big guys, and they a lot of luck on. Uh, like you had a few river flops yeah. that crushed you early. It, well, it kind of took a took a big chunk out. When if you would have, if they would not have hit that, you'd be in a much better position moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to the river every hand, right. somebody's going to hit a river card on you. But to lose five times the same guy, that's pretty unlucky. Yeah. So I literally could have had almost two on pure, but. It is poker. You don't think you're going to lose five times on the river the same guy, but, you know, you are going to lose some on the river. It's just inevitable, right? Yep. But uh, good. There was only one hand that I really hated that I played. Um, this guy had been super aggressive. He raised every hand, called. He didn't raise. And usually you always raise no matter what you have. And so it threw me off because he'd been super aggressive. And I was in the big blind, and nobody raised, so I get to see a flop for free. And I had jack-six offsuit, but you never fold when you get to see a free card. And jack-six-three came on the flop. And so, um, you know, the guy bets out, and I call. I didn't raise. I just called. And he bets out again, and I just call. And then on the river, I bet out, and he called. And then he actually said that I saved myself money because he was worried I had a bigger set since I threw out. But I lost, you know, probably twelve or 15000 on that hand because I had the top pair and the middle pair on the board. And the guy, for the first time all day, didn't raise. So I didn't know what he had. I thought maybe he had some crap, and he was just tired of not playing hands. So I thought I was good when he actually had pocket threes, which in reality some players do – not raised when they have small pocket pair because it's called set mining. So he was set mining and he hit a set and it took a lot. How many people were in it total to start? 7,821, I think. Something like that. And what you got to? I don't know my exact because they don't give you, the only time they give you a card is if you cash. So I don't know my exact number. But I mean, probably like 2,700, 2,800, something like that. On the first day, did anyone at your table just? completely cash out they had to leave yeah so three people three people got got felted um one guy was on my table i actually don't even know who he was but um the guy that beat him was right next to me and then somebody from espn or both of the poker comes up and asked for his name and he had a pen and paper and was writing the guy's name down so i think whoever that guy was must have been pretty famous and just nobody knew who he was because when he got knocked out the guy that took him out they like wrote his name down so maybe he had some one of those dumb backstories that they do like to do a field. I like to just listen and I like to hear the little terms like get felted. So I'm going to get back into poker and be like, oh, I like to get felted. <laughs> do you uh, <laughs> try taking a cop car as an Uber? He'll get felted pretty quick. <laughs> well, I don't want to get felted by a cop so unless she's hours. hot. So eight hours when that you were going on strong, how many breaks do you guys have? So every two hours you get a 20 minute break and then there's one one hour dinner break. Okay. So I think it was. Um, How was the food? It was super expensive. So for a pack, <laughs> of, was it good though? So listen, for a pack of crackers was two dollars. What? A pack of crackers was like, two dollars. Like two saltines? 
like yeah, like whatever, four or whatever. Kind of, yeah. It was two dollars. Two dollars yeah. for four salsa yeah. crackers. Yes, it's so stupid because there's so much money there. You know, everybody's that, got that money. That got be a ritz. That's a ritz, right? Uh, Windows rooms and stuff. I got comp, but I didn't. Not, but not you the had food. to pay full price for the okay. crackers. Good thing is, is I'm on a diet, so I'm not eating much anyways. Or they have a cafeteria in there, but it's like you know, sixteen bucks or something for you know something I could get. What brand of burger? You said it was fat burger. No, it was oh. a fat burger. Like it was oh. a big. Like three quarter when pound. When they handed you the crackers, did you say cracker ass cracker? <laughs> no. Uh, um, yeah, I would just wheel in my own cooler. Just like what? what? Uh, yeah, I mean, you I could, you could actually. So my, my you could have made some cold cuts. So my epic fail was I bought forty protein bars. Get your cold cuts. Forty of them. So I because I planned on being there hopefully two weeks. <laughs> so I bought forty protein bars so I could eat them throughout the day. Forgot to pack them. Because I did, I, uh, I did, I did have a book bag. So you bag. got a bunch of protein bars beer back at the house now? <laughs> yeah. So I bought like a, a big case of a sugar-free Red Bull, which I did pack that because, you know, a lot of poker players have the, the backpacks. So I had mine I put on the back of my chair. So I had, you know, stuff to keep me full and, and, and energized. And I totally forgot to pack them all, of course. Dude, my wife started eating these protein bars. Maybe she can take some off your hands. You $2 know, for crackers. Yeah. It was, had to have been a Ritz. So an hour you have to eat at the you have to eat at their cafeteria. No, no, no. So the, the Rio Hotel has a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. So there's so many players you can't all eat at the at the cafeteria. Okay. So what kind of bun does this burger have? <laughs> I don't. The regular Rio, one. Yeah. Rio, and the Rio is off a little bit away from everything else too. So it's not like you can. I like a sesame like, over to another casino hotel real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You can't, but they do have a, bu- a bunch of different places to eat. Guy Fieri had a burrito shop in there. I eat there like every day. So he's got great hair. <laughs> <laughs> so the bur- were the burger like that stacked? Was it like yeah? It was, uh, well, not that big. Uh, yeah, 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 like the burger itself. The burger was fat. Yeah. fat? Three quarters pound. What'd you have on it? Whatever, pickles and cheese. That's it. Compelling. This is a compelling podcast. Sunglasses and a Hey man, we're, we love talking food, man. So I do want to say uh, in a World Series on ESPN, but there are tons of different series. So like this weekend, I'll be playing in the MSPT, which is in Tama Mid States Poker Tour. Um, Tama, Iowa. Yeah. So, I've been there. So they do They do have the MSPT as far as New York, but it is a mid-states poker tour. Also, the Heartland Poker Tour is coming to Chicago. WSOP is just the most famous one. It is the biggest one, but there are other tours. He's been there. He's been to Chicago, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's been to Chicago. Hey, no, if uh, you ever get to play against James Woods yet? Uh, no. I hear he likes to play. No. Not sure. You have to show me a picture. Who did you see there? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I did meet a lot of celebrities. Greg Raymer. Um, uh, the most famous one would have been Dan Harrington. He won two uh, titles back in the day. I own a bar named after him. You do, Harrington. Yes, you do. Stop it's making a, it about yourself, T. Right. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the most famous person I saw wasn't even poker. So um, my buddy Jason Carrillo, shout out to him. Uh, he got VIP passes to the UFC fights. And since I wasn't uh, playing Saturday because I got knocked out on Friday, uh, we went to the UFC fights. Yeah. And uh, the guy Daniel where, where Cormier. Was where was it at? Uh, T-Mobile Arena. Okay. And, we, and at that time, I went and stayed with them at the MGM. So I checked out of the Rio. And um, we stayed. So this, for any UFC fans, if you ever go during the UFC, MGM Grand has a gated hotel called the Signature Series. And we stay in Tower One because that's where the UFC fighters stay at. And they do that purposely. My buddies do that person. And so we had to fly out the next morning. Like We had to be at the airport like 5 a.m. So after the fights got over with, we went to bed, but of course I'm big and I was hungry, so I was looking for two dollar crackers. So I went down, I went down to the um, lobby to go to the vending machine, and sure enough, Daniel Cormier, who had just won the world title, comes walking in right as I'm in the lobby looking for some crackers. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so cool, dude. Did you ask him where the crackers were? <laughs> yeah. And so he has both of his he has both of his belts because now he's a, a two weight class champion. 
And what threw me off a little bit is he was he carrying had, his belts. Yeah, yeah, he was. And so he had like the cast. Gone. He had, like, the cast of The Sopranos with him. He had, like, a bunch of old Guidos. <laughs> he had, like, six old Guidos hanging out with him, dude, in suits and stuff. And so I'm like, dude, can I get you, you know, a picture with you real quick? And he's like, yeah, man, no problem, dude, no problem. So I just took my little shameless selfie. What he's like, we're about, oh, like, 2.30 in the morning probably. Uh-huh. Vegas time, 4.30 uh, here. That's, that's, that's early in the night for them still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, we're about to go to my room and party. I'm like, oh, cool, dude, thanks. You know, but it, cool. that was pretty can awesome. I, can I come? Yeah, no. Nah, I was there in your Did room? you be like, hey, dude, uh, I... I was in World Series of Poker. What's up? How do you not just say, like, cool, am I in? (laughs) You got any any, any hookers up there for me? (laughs) He's waiting for him up there, I guess. I bet he had a bed of them. I'm sure. Big, giant, heart-shaped bed, too. I'm sure. (laughs) And they're rocking some Leonard Skinner. So I will tell you this. There are, I know, like, in baseball, bath, NBA, there's tons of groupies. You would not imagine how many groupies are there watching USC. Like, the, the, where we were at was actually in a VIP section with a bar and food and stuff. Like, Forrest Griffin and other fighters are there, which is pretty cool. So it's in between the upper bowl and the lower bowl, right? So we're at this VIP bar area. There were so many girls trying to hook up with all these fighters. Like, it was just nuts. Like, I know it's Vegas or whatever, but I had no clue MMA fighters had that many groupies until I got to witness it myself. I got a ton. <laughs> Uh, so you took a picture of uh, a young lady. She a famous poker player. Oh yes, yes. Um, probably the hottest poker player out. Uh, she's so hot, and of course we're live, so I'm having a brain fart right now. No, but uh, yeah, so I have to go to my Facebook. So you're gonna play in Tama. You're gonna play in Chicago. Yeah. And then are you gonna try to play your way back in next year? I mean, that's the plan. Yeah. Obviously, that's the plan. So I gotta wait till January for those start to come around. Again, so I was lucky because I, I did win the first qualifier, so I didn't have to fire multiple times, multiple months. But we'll try it again in January. That's the plan. That's cool. So you, but so obviously you had a good enough time that you'll do it again, though. I mean, yeah, I would love to. Obviously, I mean that's everybody's dream. Hopefully, next year I run a little bit better. Yeah. And so the other thing, you're at the table. I was going to ask you this: Do you do you shuffle the chips? Do you do that? You know, I actually cannot do that. You can't? Uh, there's so many people that can do, like, the thing with their fingers where it yeah, goes yeah, all yeah. What do you do? I'm just not coordinating. I'll have a stack of whatever, 10. I'll just set the other stack down, and then, I don't know. Restack it? Restack it, yeah. That's about build it. little towers? I'm letting my glasses like this and let them do whatever they got. Looking gotta. super calm and relaxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to be totally... Oh, that does not look calm and relaxed. Yeah. It, it's, what do I do? It's so different, too, because, like, here locally, I'm, like, one of the best players, right? So... It's like there's no sweat at all, right? Like, I'm not nervous. Don't wear sunglasses, none of that stuff. But there, I, like, legitimately had a picture of my mom, which I stuck inside the table. So when I, when, I, when I would get nervous, I would literally just look down at my mom's face. And, like, seriously, like, it would melt the, the nerves away. That was, like, it. That's what I did. I couldn't do that at all. My mom would just be judging me. Yeah. My mom's, like, playing a fitness, man. It's a judgment-free zone. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> Mom, it doesn't matter if I'm all in, if I'm the favorite, if I this is the lock. My mom would just be looking at me, going, "You're better than this." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. But uh, thank you so much for coming back on, answering my my message because I wanted to hear about everything that you went through. And obviously, we you know we listened to you before you went on. We had you come on, and, and you know wanted to have you on back afterwards. Yeah, thanks for having um, me. T. Dor- Roy, good luck on your your bet. Dorf says Knights win five zero. Nights. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even pay attention to that. I know that uh, baseball. Got, yeah. That, so, so they won they, state. No, they won the quarterfinal game. Oh, okay. They have semifinals probably coming up on Thursday in 
championship on Friday or Saturday, vice versa, what, yeah, or Wednesday and then Friday. So I know the Lancers took off today at 9.30. So good job for our Assumption Knights. That's good to know. Thanks, Dorf, for reporting that. Again, um, thanks for coming on, Chris. Appreciate it, and always fun having you on. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I don't even know if we have anybody on tomorrow. But um, thanks for all your comments. Me, me and, and Troy. Yeah, I know that, of course. <laughs> I, I'm always happy with that. But I... I I think I was gone a week and a half. He just recognized that he misses me. I do miss you. Did, he didn't say it, though. Are you, are you wearing an Auburn hat tomorrow, or what are you wearing tomorrow? I don't know. Who's winning? <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for your comments. beating Georgia. Thanks a lot for your comments. Thanks a lot for uh, Everybody. Facebook, your shares, all that good stuff. And uh, if you can't listen to us on Facebook Live, you can always check us out on our uh, on your Apple podcast. Don't ask us local. Same thing with your Podbean app uh, on your Android uh, follow us on Twitter at QC Hassle. I'm at Jay Foss, J-A-Y underscore F-O-S. He's at? Troy the Wino. He's at? Don't worry about it. Yep. All right. Chris, <laughs> thank you so much, my man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Good Always luck fun. Everything. We'll be in touch. Always fun. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a hassle-free day.